0: I did my, when I did my psychology thesis, I interviewed people who were winners of Orders of Australia and we were looking at what are the elements that make them successful. And one common theme that came up in the interviews with them was um, having a mentor and asking someone with you know more experience than you for their advice and their guidance. And that I feel, I've been thinking about that a little bit lately and reflecting on that because I feel like. I've really had that from Amber, and I'm so grateful for that. It's helped me so much.
1: Hi there. My name's Willie Russo, and you're listening to Interview with an Artist, the weekly show where we speak with a range of art world players. Bethany Saab's entry onto the Australian art scene has been one most emerging artists dream of. She was approached by Amber Creswell-Bell to join the Michael Reed Emerging Artist Programme, She was listed in the Design Files and National Newspaper, The Australian, as an artist to watch. And currently, Bethany is prepping for her second solo show at Michael Reed Northern Beaches. Not bad for her first 12 months in the industry. On today's episode, Bethany and I talk about the importance of having a great mentor, how her mum, an art school graduate, deterred Bethany from getting into art too early in life. Hence, Bethany studied psychology and works part-time as a psychologist, and how she prepared for her first solo show when she had no idea what she was doing. Head on over to Bethany's Instagram at Bethany Saab Art to follow her emerging artist journey. Enjoy meeting the lovely Bethany Saab. Hey, you have had a cracking start to your career,
0: (laughs) Do you feel that? Yeah, I do. Like even just being invited on to speak with you is a little bit mind blowing. A <laughs> has happened in twelve months. It's incredible. I know, right? And so I kind of want to go back to the start
1: because I was looking back over your, your sort of profile and your work, and you mm. had your first, um, your first showing with Michael Reed Studio Direct, which is now Michael Reed Northern Beaches. Mm. In August 2020, that is not long ago, right? No, no, no. not at <laughs> and all. I then, and then you've had all these other awesome things. You've got your second solo show coming up. You were listed as an artist to watch. Like, mm. it's just been awesome. But let's go back to the how did
0: you get your first show with Michael Reid? Well, um, I just decided that I wanted to paint I've always wanted to paint and have tried a few times over the years like I've tried to do abstract and they were always rubbish Um, and it was sort of yeah around Easter last year I was speaking with my sister and we both follow a lot of artists online and we always admire them and um, we were sort of having this conversation and I was like hang on maybe I was being a bit bolshy but I was like man, I could do that. I'm just going to try. So I, I did my first little still life painting um, and I did a few more. I was just kind of home and, you know, it was in the middle of lockdown. I had a bit, little bit more free time to what I'd normally have. Um, and I did a few. And then I decided oh, I'm just going to start a little Instagram account and um, put them on there and see what happened. And I think because I've come from just recently being in a business that was very much based online, that helped me to be a bit more confident with using Instagram and being confident putting myself out there on there. Cause I think a oh lot, that's a pretty scary thing to do for a lot yeah. of people starting out. Yeah. So I did that and I posted a couple of those early still life paintings on there. And then Amber Creswell Bell, so um, who I think you know, yeah. from Michael Reid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: She's great. She's wonderful. And she reached out and on Instagram and just said, Hey, um, I'm interested in talking a little bit more about your work. And I was like, Oh, Screenshot. This is a moment. Um, and it kind so I've had a few moments like that where I'm like, oh my gosh, pinch yourself. This is pretty incredible. So I think But what is your what is your
1: background previously then?
0: Um, so I'm a psychologist and I still work in a high school here in Canberra um part-time. Um, so I've worked in mental health for quite a while now. Over over a decade, yeah. So I do that as well. And then I did the a little stint in um, a floristry business as well. Oh, yes, mm. yes,
1: I, I saw that. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, so Amber Creswell bell messages you and you're like, after you finish screaming and calling your sister,
0: yeah. then, <laughs> then <laughs> how does it evolve from there? Uh, um So I painted for a few more months and then I sent her a bunch of the works that I've been doing and she said yep I'll take them all and that was that first release in August Um, and that sold out which was incredible (laughs) and I think I got a bit spoiled by that and kind of my expectations were pretty high that that was normal Um, I don't think it is necessarily but yeah so I did a a few more paintings and then another release in October and that sold pretty strongly as well so yeah it was on the back of those two little mini releases that um, Amber said all right let's do a solo in January
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so how was the prep for doing your solo? Because do Mm -hmm. you have to commit to a certain number of works
0: or do they just say how many do you think you can paint? or Like how does it work? Well, I had no concept then of how many I could produce in a period of time. And Amber said to me, you know, when I asked how many, she said i probably aim for 15. And I was freaking out. I didn't know if I could get it done in time. And I even might have said to her, Oh like I'm not sure if I can do this, but I'm gonna try my best. Um and I ended up doing I think about 23 and then there was two that were not as strong, so we left them out. Um so I ended up doing that show of 21 pieces and that was over about a 10 week period I think I made them. So I was painting pretty hard.
1: Yeah, right. And so how are you drawing that inspiration for those? Because it's very different doing a body of a full body of work for a show versus Mm. on a Sunday afternoon sitting down feeling creative and painting
0: yeah well I don't know how um cohesive they were even as a show and I asked Amber about that early on like do I need to work to a theme should I be sort of creating a body of work that had a message or something yeah yeah yeah. Um, and she just said to me I think it was really good because it took the pressure off completely she just said you just paint what you want to paint um and in the end I don't think we even had a title for it it was just a solo show and she said they are all tied together just because you made them Mm. so there's that um continuity of the style so yeah I just painted whatever I wanted really what I've never I'm never short of ideas of what to make next yep Um, And how
1: do you like just comb the world for beautiful props or is it all
0: kind of from your imagination? Um, Most of it is things that I have in my home. I've tried to paint from imagination before, but they turn out quite differently. Um, Like not necessarily (laughs) bad, but I like I'm interested in like shadows and reflections and refractions of light. And that's really hard to make up. So yeah, I like to set yeah. up a little still life in like my lounge room where I paint. And then I like use that. But my sister is, well, I've got two sisters. Um, but one of them is she's had a past life as an interior designer. And she's got a lot of beautiful stuff in her house that she sends me just boxes of oh, it.
1: That's awesome. That is mm. so awesome.
0: <laughs> so she's good at collecting, you know, little unusual things. Um, and I've always got lots of pretty stuff around. Yeah. Wow.
1: Okay. So then... You open the newspaper and see. Now, what was that? Was that the Australian? It was the Australian. You yeah. open the newspaper
0: and um, hello, you're an artist to watch. I know. Did
1: you call <laughs> your sister again?
0: <laughs> I did. I sent actually Amber sent me the link of that in email. I didn't realise that that was happening. Um, and I yeah, I shared it with everyone. Of course, bragging. You know. Yeah. I could brag to my oh family. My God.
1: Like, like yeah, check totally. me out.
0: Who's got a, subscri- a subscription to The Australian? Uh, that was amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: Nice. Okay. And so now you're still working part-time yes. in psychology at the high school. That's right. And then painting, is it sort of the other days and evenings and weekends, mm. or have you contained the painting to a, a bit of a, a routine?
0: Yeah, I just kind of get snatches of time where I can. I've We have two young kids as well um so they're home part of the week and then oh, okay. o- up until only a couple of months ago I was also doing still doing the business with Sophie from Little Triffids oh, wow. the floristry business so I was yep. just doing all the quoting and some of the online stuff because um, that's based in Wagga not here in Canberra yeah but it that was just all too much um and I realized I really need to cut something back and it seemed just like the natural progression of the business that um Sophie was kind of ready to do it on her own um so I tied that off and it's actually been we're still like best friends but it's been oh that's good yeah yeah (laughs) it, it all ended beautifully but um it's so nice just to have like I've just got work family and then all my free time I can paint and my husband's awesome he does a lot of the caring of our kids um, and gives me heaps of time to to get into it.
1: Yeah. Are your parents creative or have you kind of Mm. just pulled, like you've just tapped into something that you've innately had?
0: Yes, my mum was an artist. um, Oh, cool. So she's not around anymore. She died in 2016, cancer, but she, yeah, was an artist and an art teacher um, and was just one of those incredible people who was very practical and good at everything. Like she used to um, like service her own car, and
1: oh she my used God, to do like
0: architectural drawings. <laughs> and um, she went to the National Art School. It, it was um, East Sydney Tech then, so that was seventy, maybe late like sixties, early seventies. Yep. Um, and then yeah, so I used to. We had a huge studio at the back of her house, and. She used to always be doing something there. And I don't remember her explicitly teaching me things, but I remember sort of just being on the periphery and watching what she was doing, like printmaking and always painting. And I wanted to, it never really occurred to me to be an artist. I wasn't, I never painted as a kid or as a young person. I used to make things like, I used to make things out of wire and strange things like that. Yeah, and do um, lots of collage and stuff like that. But I wanted to be a florist. I remember saying to my parents, oh, I want to be a florist. Like, that's the job I want. And I think my mum was a bit disillusioned with, you know, how tough the art world can be. And she said to me, no, you really should go to university, get a career, and then you can think about, you know, a creative pursuit later on. So that's kind of what I did. And I didn't do anything creative at all pretty much after finishing high school until I started doing floral design, which was, you know, a
1: good.
0: 12 or 13 years or something. Oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> mm, it's been so good to tap back into it. Yeah. It's such an important part, side of me that I just sort of neglected for a while.
1: I guess life was busy, right, beforehand. Mm. And not that it's not busy now, mm. but, yeah, it's so it's so interesting to hear that. And do you have some of your mum's pieces around your place?
0: I do. I've got – I think the only painting she did that had – a self-portrait element in it. Um, So she did these quite large, about 1.2 metre square paintings a lot. So we grew up in Central Australia in Alice Springs and a lot of her paintings were landscapes of that country Um, and she'd often do these nine square. um, So each small square had a different landscape. And the yeah. one that I own, she's got herself in one of them in the middle. Um, so it's a bit of a special one in our family that yeah. um, it's got the self-portrait element. But, yeah, we all have mum's work hanging in our homes.
1: Hanging around.
0: Oh, how beautiful. Yeah.
1: And can you remember the first
0: piece you sold? Um, I th- yes, I think it was one in that first release at Studio Direct um, that had... It's called fruit and spoon, I think, and it's very bright. It was a bit accidental, like I wouldn't paint that now at all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit leery and strange, but it's happy I think it's got a really happy mood to it, um, which might appeal to people. But yeah, it's got like papaya and a rock melon, I think, and some lilies or something. Um yeah, yeah so that I think that was the first one to go. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. And do you do you call yourself an artist yet? I don't really. Usually I say I paint and then people are like, what do you mean? Like houses, you know. Um, no, I usually don't say that first. I usually say I'm a psychologist first and then and I also paint like on the side. You know. Who has had a couple of sold out shows, yeah. but we do <laughs> yeah. And uh,
1: do you read the paper? Because I was listed. <laughs> <laughs> oh that is so i mean it is just so awesome right because you need to kind of enjoy the highs because like yeah there there are times where it can be low so Mm. it's not all champagne and razor blades obviously Mm. um but yeah you gotta you gotta enjoy the highs while they're there and so if you could change one thing about the painting industry and I know you're quite mm. early into mm. it but from that kind of fresh-eyed perspective, is there anything you look around and go, oh, I wish the industry would do that differently? Mm.
0: I think there's a lot of mystery around it. It's really hard to know where to go, what to do, how it all works, like how galleries work. Um, mm. I've been really lucky in having my first in through Studio Direct because they are so, like their focus is nurturing emerging artists. That's what that program was really about. Yeah. I actually did, I did my, when I did my psychology thesis, I interviewed people who were winners of Orders of Australia and we were looking at what are the elements that make them successful and one common theme that came up in the interviews with them was um, having a mentor and asking someone with you know more experience than you for their advice and their guidance and that I feel I've been thinking about that a little bit lately and reflecting on that because I feel like I've really had that from Amber and I'm so grateful for that it's helped me so much just having that person to say hey how does this work or I've had this opportunity come up what do you think should I should I do it or not and yeah a lot of people don't have that I think and it's hard to navigate.
1: It's really hard to navigate. And I think you're right. There is a lot of um, it, it can be a very opaque industry. Mm. And I I don't necessarily think on purpose. I don't I don't mm. think that the art industry has set out to be all kind of cloak and dagger. I think that it is just such an independent industry that mm. potentially every gallery is doing it a little differently. Yes. Every art dealer is looking for something a little different and sets their business up a little different. So mm it's no wonder artists are continually like it, it, not bumping up against dark corners, but are kind of mm. feeling their way forward because it is, it's such an independently run and governed um, industry. Yes, for sure. So this year I started mentoring artists. Oh, love um, it. Yeah. So at the end of last year, I, so what would generally happen is that I would have a conversation, like I would record the, Uh, interview for the podcast Mm. and then we would finish recording and then we would turn into this kind of session about how they were going where they're going how happy are they with their work what are they hoping to achieve this year because my background prior to working in arts broadcasting Mm. is HR and recruitment so I've spent like a decade trying to help people figure out their career yeah (laughs) um and it was actually, it was Yuri Shimyo, who I actually need to write and thank her. She said to me, at we had that session yeah. uh, with her, and she said to me at the end of the session, um, you know, I would, I would have paid for yes. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, would you? And she's like, you're so good at that. Like, yeah. I would have totally paid this for you. So I've kind of been, so this year I started and it's been so awesome. That's incredible. I love that so
0: much. And there was such a space for it.
1: Well, I think especially now as well, right, because there are a lot of artists who are starting Mm. who are, you know, they're having quite a lot of commercial success selling directly on Instagram. Mm. So they don't have an amber figure or a gallery figure to even just be that sounding board for them. Mm. Um, And, you know, a lot of those artists – I mean, some of them do want to get into galleries, but then some of them have decided, well, actually, no, I don't don't want to get into Mm. a gallery and I'm happy to just, you know, keep online. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine, again, because, like, the industry is so diverse and um, Mm. it's all, and that's one of the questions I ask everyone is, like, well, what does success in this industry mean Mm. for you? Yeah. And have you taken a moment to think about that? But, yes, yes, having a mentor is is a good thing.
0: Yeah, we don't often take a time to have a conversation like that. And it's one thing to think it through yourself, but it's completely different having someone prompting you, asking you questions, you know, yeah. delving a little bit deeper. Yes. What do you do to get out of a creative funk? Um. Oh, it's generally for me it looks not... The, like that, I don't have a good idea. I always have lots of things that I want to paint, but it might be a day where I'm painting and I'm just like, oh, everything I'm making is rubbish. Or sometimes I'll have this has happened a couple of times. I have like a really clumsy day and I keep making mistakes or dropping things <laughs> and stuff, spilling paint. And I don't have a studio space where I can spill paint. Um, so if I'm having a day like that, if I'm not enjoying the work, or I think it's off track. I just, I just put it aside. For a few days and start something else but I do think some of my my best pieces that I love are ones that I literally nearly gave up on and thought oh, I'm oh. gonna have to paint over that and I have never painted over anything once i start it. I try really hard to make it work so I think there's something to be said for just working through it and pushing through it and that's sort of part of for me the pleasure of painting is like solving the problems and yeah. how can I make that work? How can I how can I fix it or make it better? And what does it need? And that's what's fun and interesting about it. So, and then how how um, do you know when a piece is done? Um, I don't know. It just feels right. It just gets to a point where it feels right. I think if I, this will often happen, I'll have something that I think is finished and then I'll put it up. I'll just sit it up on my mantle while I'm working on something else and I'll look at it over the days and then, there's usually something else that I'll notice about it that I want to fix. Um, and I think it's good to sometimes just get them off to the framers and then yeah, move on okay. to something else because otherwise you could kind of keep playing with things yeah. inevitably.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just changing the light in that, uh, just just painting the light in that corner a little more. Yes. Or the <laughs> yeah. Um, who would you say is your biggest fan? Um, Probably
0: oh, that's hard. I don't know. I've caught lots. <laughs> that's also isn't that last list them all. List them all. Um, well, my both my sisters and my dad are really supportive and always, you know, excited with me when good things happen. Um and my husband they're lovely. Um, Michael Reed have really championed me and put me forward for different opportunities and so that's that's been brilliant. I love that. And just, you know, all the people that buy my work, like to think that someone would spend their hard-earned cash on a piece of art, take it home, hang it on their wall, like that is pretty special.
1: Yeah, I I feel like when you do take an artist, a piece of artwork home with you, that you're taking a little piece of that artist's energy with you or you get to have a little piece Mm -hmm. of that artist's energy in your home. So, um, yeah, a lot of cool. your energy
0: goes into making it too. Like it's yeah. quite exhausting even though it's, you know, it's enjoyable. Um, but it can be sometimes you finish something, especially like the biggest piece I did for the solo show, which was, oh, gosh, maybe one and a half metres wide. And wow. um, that was the biggest one I've ever done. And it like nearly broke me. It just Because <laughs> they go through this awkward phase in the middle where they, you don't know if it's going to be good or not. And because it was so big, it just took so long. That phase like dragged out forever. Um, but yeah, eventually it it worked out.
1: You got there in the end. And do you have do you have a preference for smaller or larger? Like, do you, do you like?
0: I generally do about um, fifty to sixty centimeter around that yeah. size seventy. Yeah. I like square. I don't know. Yeah. I've started to do some um, more kind of. Rectangular shapes lately. Um, I like the symmetry, I think of a square. I don't know. yeah um, but yeah, I'm most comfortable around that size. I've done a few smaller ones as well, but I paint quite I kind of get stuck in the detail a little bit, um, and I'm trying to not do that as much. Um, and I certainly do that more on a smaller size canvas or board. Yeah right. So I try and step out and do big picture a little bit more.
1: And yeah, yeah,
0: do that kind of medium size a bit more. Yeah. And how
1: do you deal with your inner critic?
0: Um, I think that your inner critic is an essential part of making work. Um, that's how you make it good. <laughs> um, like generally, if I'm really, like I said before, in a funk about it and really hating something, I just put it away um and that helps because sometimes yeah the mind's going oh this is this is all terrible this is crap um I don't know I'm a psychologist so I think I'm (laughs) practicing yes how to manage that um you know I remind myself it's okay it's just a bad day or put it in perspective um Mm -hmm. Think of the all the other works that you've done that you felt good about and you know that this process happens. You just have to push through it it'll all be, it'll all be fine. So I don't know. Yeah. I think generally criticism like my own or from other people, I actually value it a lot. It helps me because it, it helps me to see things that I might not have been able to see before. And even though sometimes when people will say it, I might be like, oh, a little, like there's a little sting in it naturally because you're so invested in the work you're making. But um, if I think about it a little bit more, usually they're right and I take it on board and, you know, work with someone's critique and yeah. it, help, it helps me in the end. So I actually really welcome it and I seek it out. Yeah. Where would you like to see your work take you in a couple of oh, years' time? Far out. You know, because this year's been so incredible, I'm like I've already had my solo show my first solo show, that's, that's amazing. Like that would, oh how, you know?
1: how did that feel? Like when, when, oh. like when the show actually went out, right. So you've painted it all, you're sitting at home, you've shipped them all to mm. Michael Reed, Northern beaches. Mm. How are you feeling? Um,
0: oh, incredible. It was, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. I wish that I could have gone to see it. It actually opened right in the middle of the Northern beaches lockdown um when they had the COVID outbreak yes Um, so we didn't get we'd planned you know to have a nice launch drinks and then a bunch of us were going to go out and have lunch um afterwards um and we ended up having to not do that which was a little bit of a shame but honestly in the scheme of things it was a pretty good problem to be having um you know I tried not to complain about it too much and i looked at some other artists last year who you know like laura jones she had 3 shows yes either postponed or cancelled because of covid the poor poor thing i know um so you know mine still got to show a lot of i think the michael reed following is online anyway um mm. so it it was it was fine and yeah it was brilliant to see them hanging that's such a beautiful space there it's so fresh and white and I don't know, for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so professional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It That's amazing. really true.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: okay, so you've had a pretty
1: cracking start, but if we, let's say we fast forward uh, five years' time mm. and we look at Bethany's career, what does it look like? Yeah.
0: Um, I would love to hang in one of the major prizes. That would be like bucket list for me. Mm. Um, I might try and work towards that in the next few years and I guess I'm sort of having that conversation in my head about um do I do I carve out more time for painting and does that mean cutting back some of my days working um and that's really difficult because I love my job I love my work um and also I worked pretty hard to get to get registered so you know to practice so I feel like oh that's quite a, a lot to um walk away from yeah. Um, and the other thing is, I would need to be sort of earning enough through my art practice to make it a worthwhile switch. Um, yeah. And I think it'd take a little while for me to get there. And it's because of my pretty privileged existence that I'm able to paint. And I I kind of do think about that and reflect on that. Like I've got you know a, a well paying professional career that can back up my art which is it's um, I'm a lucky it's in a lucky position for me to be able to do that and I've got you know my my husband who works full-time and make sure that the mortgage is always paid and stuff so I don't have to stress about that so that's um, it means that it's it's made it easier for me I think um, to be it, able to it's double. an option for you yeah like yeah, it's an
1: option for you. Whereas Art, and 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 don't detract from the hard work that you've done to get to your professional position and to have that part-time job that pays well because there's there's a lot of work and study and years mm. of commitment that have gone into that, right? But I, I do yeah. I do appreciate the sentiment of, you know, being fortunate and being so grateful for having the opportunity to to paint and and explore this creative bent, which which a lot of people just are so busy trying to yeah. keep the roof over their heads that being a creative is, is just not an option.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm a lucky last. Okay. So quick fire five okay. to finish on. Yeah. <laughs> What's your star sign? I'm a Virgo. Favourite snack?
0: Uh, chocolate.
1: What's the last book you read or show you streamed?
0: Oh, uh, I watched Bonding, which is hilarious um, on Netflix. It's about a dominatrix. Oh, (laughs) it's really interesting.
1: Okay, okay. Obviously, after the kids went to
0: bed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I love it. Um, Band you played to death in your twenties. Are
0: you still in your twenties? No, no. I'm I'm not. not. I'm I'm in my late Um, (laughs) thirties. I. Well, that was my years at uni and then um early career. So I was just going out a lot and wanting to dance. So it would have been like pop R and B, I don't know, like Beyonce and Justin. Blake like, like <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I'll probably be embarrassed to... about that later.
1: <laughs> I love it. J T. Yes, yeah. Okay. JT,
0: yeah. J T. Yeah. And finally, first,
1: last, or never on the dance floor?
0: Oh, I think I'm probably last as in the last to get off.
1: Yeah, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bethany, thank you so much for joining us. It has been so awesome to have you on Interview with an Artist.
0: Thank you, Willie, for having me. It's been really, really great.